Hello and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac podcast. I am Richie and with me as always I have my uh, cohort in crime, Farley. Say hello Farley. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, cool. And yeah, so we are a podcast and we talk about uh, games for the same three or four games over and over Um, and we are today going to talk about the N64 but before we even go there we need to tell you a little bit more about where we can be found so I'm going to hand over to my lovely cohort in crime again uh, Farley tell us where we can be found if you're enjoying this uh, chilled out vibe to the that guy's a maniac podcast not the podcast, podcast. Podcast. You can find more of our stuff uh, pretty much here and there and everywhere at That Guy's a Maniac. You can find us on the Twitters. You can find us on the Instagram. You can find us on the YouTubes. You can find us on the Facebook. And we're just, you know, cutting the rug, talking about our favourite three games. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's That Guy's a Maniac. For all your wild Pokemon and Resident Evil Stone Cold takes. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. That's cool. Cool takes. Cool. Cool. Ice cool takes. On extremely popular video games. Yeah, it's not like we've carved out a niche in any fashion. No. 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 I think the uh, only unique angle that we bring here at that guy's the vibes is uh, <laughs> is just being twenty years behind. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years behind. And um, what sort of a sponsor would sponsor us in our endeavors for this chilled? out super cool podcast hey we may sound laid back we may sound like it's all go with the flow we've got a smooth operation going down at that guy's a maniac podcast (laughs) and that can't happen with some money behind the scenes so this week's podcast Richie thanks for asking is sponsored by Drebin. Drebin is a huge network of underground gun launderers who replace ID chips in guns so they can be used by anyone. That's this week's sponsor, Richie. Drebin. Cheers, Drebin. Thank you, Drebin. We couldn't, uh, I don't know, put guns up our bums without you. For all your gun laundering needs. Exactly. Drebin. Right. I don't know if I can keep up this uh, <laughs> chill. No, I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> I, it's, it's also it's like, it's like borderline creepy as well. Well, at least, no offence, but hearing you, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, just come into the van. Yeah, <laughs> it's chill. Drebin, I don't even know much about Drebin from Metal Gear Solid, but he does have a van and he does invite snake into it oh right okay he also has a he also has a smoking 
uh, fizzy pop drinking monkey in his van. It's a weird series, that one. Because, like, <laughs> from the outset, you know, you just see this, uh, it's going to be a mercenary crawling about. And then when you actually play it, it's just batshit crazy anime, but looks like it's, you know, Splinter Cell or something. Yeah, yeah. It, um, there's a lot to dislike about the Metal Gear series. Uh, part of it being, you know, it's so po-faced and the, um, in particular 4, I think, was very famous for these just ridiculously long cutscenes where they're talking about... Uh, it, NGOs and blah 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 and blah 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 and then at the other end uh, you know you've got a photo mode with these sexy ladies based on you know body captures from real models um, where they're kind of moaning and rolling around on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and everything in between yeah um, yeah smoking soda pop swelling monkeys smoking soda pop I am at the age now where I say soda pop. I, I I couldn't honestly tell you what the what the non old man word for it ever was. Oh my soda. god! <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> That's it. We've I think you just you, you you name it by the brand. You don't call it like soda. You don't call it uh, fizz. You don't call it pop. You just say is it pop? No, you, no, you you just call it Coke or you call it Fanta. Or you call it Tango. You just, you don't, you don't... But, but I can't remember the made-up brand of Fizzy Pop that the monkey drinks. Yeah. Um, carbonated beverage you could probably get away with. Oh, no, that sounds like something. It's less... Oh, yeah, but it sounds less uh, old money than Soda Pop. I'm Googling Driven <laughs> Soda Pop Monkey. It's going to be like... Uh, it's not even going to be a known brand. It's going to be like Coca-Cola or something stupid like that. No, he drinks Narc soda. Narc. Okay. There's the whole MGS wiki page about Narc soda. Yeah. Uh, please don't read it. That That is not good listening material. Oh, you're skimming it. Stop skimming it. It was named after a, a drug. <laughs> from the game Police Noughts, which was itself derived from the drug Nuke from Robocop 2. Okay. Yeah? So, oh, oh, you could go full circle in this and think of Fallout's Nuka-Cola as well. Yeah, but that's not really related. It's not related, it's not. Uh, when I said full circle, I immediately <laughs> realised, no, there, there, there's no loop that this closes. No, this, is just just, a, this is just a just weird a line, seven degrees bumpy line. Kevin yeah. Bacon link. It's like a semicircle with a line that just kind of goes off. Yeah, <laughs> the Richie line. Yeah. <laughs> the it's tangent. Like a, it's like a, that constellation, the bear. Big bear, little bear, the one that looks like a saucepan. Ursa Minor and Ursa Major. Yeah, they don't the both Dipper. look like a saucepan, do they? The Big Dipper. Yeah. Big Dipper is Ursa Major. No. No, it's not. It says. No, it's not. Not worth Googling. Let's move on. Nobody cares. There's probably one person who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, yeah, the Big Dipper is Ursa Minor. What's wrong with you guys? Just say the plough. The plough, yeah. Or the Big Dipper. Right. <laughs> wow. 
sponsor out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> any um any announcements this week? We actually, I I have an announcement. All right, oh, yeah, 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 good, 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 good. In fact, you have homework as well, don't you? Did I? I feel like you did. Just check the actions and ask me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad we prepared this. Um, I've written down the word homework and then circled it. <laughs> good, good. So you've got all, all the deets that you need for this homework. Yeah? <laughs> Implying that there was homework. Good. However, it doesn't really elucidate the nature of that homework. On the upside, I was right, which uh, very rarely happens. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be happy that there is homework. So I think your homework for next week is to listen to last week's podcast and yeah. find out what your homework was. Okay. <laughs> getting a bit meta this homework. I'm gonna yeah, write yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna I'm get gonna more actually write more down meta. the homework, not just the word homework. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was my homework? Right, okay, but you also have an announcement. Go announcements! I do have an announcement. So before we move on to the main meat of this episode, which is discussing the Nintendo 64 console and its games that we played, um, some real obscure gems, I'm sure, that we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to announce that I am not planning to buy uh, the new Resident Evil game. The Resident Evil 7 Village. The Village, yeah. Okay, uh, are you going to... No, right, okay, why? Okay, just why? I don't know, because um, I think two, the two and two remake and three kind of pulled us both back onto the Resident Evil train a bit. Um, and I was really excited for those. Both, you know, played them at launch day, absolutely loved them. I got a lovely birthday present from, uh, from Richie related to Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not particularly grabbed by this one. I'm sure I will pick it up at some point. Yeah, let's just quickly pause on this because you played Resident Evil 7, right? Yes. And you were the person... You, you enjoyed Resident Evil 7. Yes, yeah. I did. I was I was that. Yeah, but this game is this basically the sequel to Resident Evil 7, but is bringing Leon back. I feel like you're going to like this game. I don't understand why you're not interested in it. Yeah, I'm just not. Something about it, you know. You got the you got the big, the big vampire, vampire lady. lady. Yeah, yeah. You've got Chris in a big coat, but yeah, just uh, I undoubtedly will pick yeah, up sorry, and play it. Um, but yeah, just not not got that burning desire this time around. I, I I don't know. I feel like that's a game that you will you will pick up and you'll be like, you know what? I should have played this, and I like. I think it's. I think it's silly that you're not wanting to play it without <laughs> sounding too condescending. Well, I think you're being silly, Farley. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, given it's Capcom, give it three weeks and it'll be nine ninety nine anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I know. I, I mean, I did the same with the uh, the last Resident Evil Seven. Was that seven, six, seven? Seven. Um, yeah. I didn't play it when it came out. Um. Play this kind of short little demo, uh, then kind of ruined it by watching Let's Plays of large <laughs> sections of it. Then finally picked it up when it was, you know, two pound fifty, uh, and then had that moment where, uh, as I was playing it, and after every session, <laughs> like jumping online, 
to find, you know, seven-year-old forum posts of people who had just started playing it because it's really good and I wanted to talk to somebody about it, but, you know, whatever. But a six-year-old game is might as well not exist anymore. Just, um, yeah. yeah, just just do it. I think um, just get it and play it. You'll enjoy it. Well, when... Because Cap- Capcom did a couple of um, Capcom Directs and... Um, they, you know, they announced it for the PlayStation 5 and then they kind of sort of secondarily said, oh, it's also coming out for the PlayStation 4. I'm not too sure it's out for the, both of them at the moment. It might be. And I thought, that's great. And then I signed up to all the... You know, uh, the same time as this Direct, they just relaunched, they'd merged their portals into this other portal. This is like really painful process to get yourself logged into this new portal to <laughs> port all your old stuff over from the old port. Like really, really painful. I had to have a laptop and a phone and something else open. <laughs> and I was like, great, I am in the mood. <laughs> I'm still in the mood for Resident Evil despite this really painful process. Um, how much is the stupid collector's edition? I've been doing some really silly collector's editions recently. And um, it was impossible to, to buy it there and then. Um, and then I yeah, and then just kind of forgot about it. Which is so, it's so weird. And I've complained about this a lot in the, uh, on the blog in the past. Yeah, um, I bet you've also complained about it on the podcast as well. Yeah, but, you know, just all this effort that goes into making, you know, like a launch event. And it will at least make your own product available <laughs> it might just be that we get screwed off screwed off screwed <laughs> off hey dad stop screwing me off <laughs> it may just be that we get screwed off in the uk and you know in in real countries like japan and america and the rest of europe you can pre-order stuff yeah, otherwise it was just you know, go to the capcom website and look at the special edition but not at, you're not actually able to do anything with it um, oh yeah, and then I, and then I missed the window because those things sell out, and that kind of killed all my interest. Uh, yeah, I mean. Anyway, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I'll be taking no further questions on. That's my well, answer. I still think you should get it, and I think you should try and enjoy it at launch. When was the last time you enjoyed a launch Capcom game? Uh, the last Capcom game. <laughs> no, the Resident Evil. Nemesis or whatever it was. Uh, of course, of course. But you enjoyed it. Like, you missed out on Devil May Cry 5 because you're not a fan of it. But there was like, there was Resident Evil 2, then it was followed by Devil May Cry 5, then it was followed by Resident Evil 3. Uh, it was great. It was, um, it was uh, a heyday. It was a return of Capcom to form. And you were like cheering their praises. I cheering was cheering. <laughs> I was. Um, I'll screw off Farley. <laughs> singing their praises. <laughs> yes, you were singing their praises, and and yeah. it was a good time, you know. Yeah, uh, wasn't it? yeah, and uh, I think um, I don't know. I think I feel like you're 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 deliberately saying I'm not gonna do it because you want somebody to sort of turn around and say do it. No, no, don't get me wrong. Much like our previous announcement, the last week's podcast. <laughs> In fact, even less strict. I will at some point pick it up and play it, but that time is not now. Yeah. There's also quite a lot coming out at the moment, and I, I feel like I don't have mental space for this one. I mean, 
I don't think it's going to be a huge game. If you play it in the same way as you played uh, Resident Evil 3, you know, you're going to get six-ish hours out of it or something yeah. like that. I don't know if it's the same though, because Resident Evil 3 is was famously very short. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm comparatively blind about it as well, so and I'll probably try and stay blind about it. Like, I've not heard or seen very much about it. I don't even know it's out. Is it even out? I think it's out already, right? Uh, no, I think th this is launch week, so maybe at the end of this week or something like that. Uh, look, I I'm okay. fucking talking out my arse. I have no <laughs> idea. If only I had some kind of medium to find out, you know? So the train either has pulled out of the station or is pulling out of the station. And right. I'm on the By platform. the time anyone listens to this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. Who knows? Who knows, readers? I might well be playing it as you're listening to this and as it has launched um, yeah. at the moment. <laughs> nah. Assuming people are still listening to our podcast in well, yeah. seven or That's eight years' time. Another bold assumption. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to. I mean, the next game I'm looking forward to. We rarely talk about new games. Is there a new Pokemon Snap? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, we had the the chat about it on um, the last podcast, and I started getting excited about it as well. Yeah. Incidentally, I still haven't bought Turrican. Not even the Super Collector's Edition of stuff you absolutely don't need in your house. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like slightly, you know, ready to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna buy it. You know. Yeah. Um, Yolo. You know. Yeah, yeah, just totally Yolo it. And I was just like, no. Nah. Oh, this is this is great news, guys. <laughs> Don't even really listen. like Turrican. <laughs> I like Turrican. <laughs> okay, all right. But I, I think I like it. It's very rose-tinted, you know? And um, I played through an emulated version of it. Um, and you know there's a, a level that's just totally a rip-off of H.R. Geiger, um, Alien? No, I know nothing about Turrican. You know nothing about Turrican? No. Is it just me talking about Turrican that made you excited about it, or...? Yeah. Oh, I knew, right, I knew, okay. I knew you liked Turrican. Oh. I, know, I, know, I know that people generally like Turrican as well. I think it's a, okay. very, um, a very British game to like as well. Yeah, I mean, it's basically Mega Man meets... Um, what's her face? Nightbreed? Samus. Lara Croft. Who? Samus. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, what's her goddamn game called Metroid there we go <laughs> yeah it's very Mega Man and Metroid and Sam Samoid oh, what's that name <laughs> you know it's, oh, it's on the Nintendo <laughs> it's on the Nintendo uh, um, right uh, yes and it's good it's uh, it's uh, jumpy shooty lots of hidden things lots of power-ups which make it fun but yeah there's a level which is uh, essentially uh, all of the tile textures because that's how old it is the tile textures are all just HR uh, Geiger's alien and so it's all sort of you know that creepy look that you would get in alien films and also you get eggs with uh, face huggers that, that chase you around as well I mean I, I feel like the fact that this has been released or re-released will should or could bring up uh, copyright issues with uh, Alien because I'm pretty sure they did not get the permission to use it in that fashion. Also, 
it's a really fucking hard game, so I don't know how many people got there, but you know, fairly big balls. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably the only one, actually, Richie. Yeah, probably. That's, that's why the lawsuit never came up, because... Uh, it's too hard. They hit it behind the hardness curve, and you're the only one who um, nonchalantly got there. Yeah, well, I've got the skills, don't I? Playing one-handed with a <laughs> joypad. <laughs> Playing one-handed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, any other announcement Thanks. from you? No, that's it for me. You got any announcements this week? <laughs> Any announcements this week? Um, I, um, I have decided for. And very oh. rare you follow decide with the word for, so I'm interested already. <laughs> Where am I going to take this sentence? I've decided for for <laughs> the Burning Crusade expansion. Yeah. Um, that I am. Giving up my paladin. You're quitting WoW. I'm again. Not, <laughs> I'm not quitting WoW, but I right. am giving up meaning my paladin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> Readers. Oh, listeners now. Okay. Uh, well, um, <laughs> so you're giving up meaning. Are you going to delete your paladin? No, no, no. Can you delete your paladin? I could, yes. I think you should. Why? I think we should fundraise for some really worthy cause. And if we get like eight quid or something, you would delete your <laughs> Eight quid? <laughs> yeah. I, I have actually invested more money into my paladin than eight quid. It would take a lot more than that. How much? How much is to delete your paladin for a worthy cause? Um... Um, like starving children or something. Like, no, because then it puts the guilt on. Yeah, because then you're pricing out the starving, starving children. Yeah, exactly. Two million pounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to answer that one. I, I, I you point... tell the children to stop. Y- yeah. <laughs> is this how this? Is this how the announcement? You thought the announcement was going to be going? Yeah, no, I feel like, um, no, <laughs> that's not cool. Okay, so you're starving children. Anything else to announce? So, uh, no, come on, let's go back. Let's, <clears throat> serious. <laughs> what prompted this decision to um, quit the Paladin? Or was it the racist overtones? Um, it was more the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> the racist overtones. No, I'm fine with the racist overtones. Nah, more... that's fine. That's fine. Like I'm the person who wants to get all the kids starved in Africa. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I. Did... I mean, part of why I chose the Paladin um, for sort of replaying it was. Um, I tend to think it's the most iconic class in classic or vanilla. Um, I think most of the uh, the quests and the way the game unfolds is done in such a way that it's very, very paladin centric, more so than most other classes. Um, and yeah, I, I just wanted to run through it. I mean, obviously. Um, 
from a raiding side of view, you're always going to be the person who's healing because you're never going to have a tank or you don't particularly want Rhett in there. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's I enjoyed my time with the Paladin, um, but thinking about what I want to do in the Burning Crusade just mm-hmm. made me think... I, I don't really want to tank, um, and I've I I could continue healing, um, which I actually quite enjoyed. Rhett gets a boost, but it's still quite sad. Um, <laughs> so I was just kind of thinking, what do I want to do? And then I kind of just sort of realised to myself that I've done everything I want to do with the Paladin. I got uh, all the tier sets. I got all the best items that I could potentially want um, with a couple of exceptions but that's not too much of a worry to me because I got more than what I expected out of it but um, I just decided you know like where do I want to go with this and it was a hard decision quite honestly because I was like debating you know the emotional attachment to my character how many <clears throat> how many days is this bouncing around in your head well Sussing um, it way up and thinking about it. Just put it this way, my guildmates were pretty much fed up with my <laughs> flip-flopping. Like, what about this? Oh, I could do this. What about this? Nah, I'm not going to... Nah, I'm not going to... Oh, what <laughs> <Yeah>. about... <laughs> pretty much. And there was days when I was like, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'm, go- I'm going to go go into the Burning Crusade with my paladin. Mm. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then I kind of changed my mind and... But yeah, um, yeah. So what I've decided, um, I'm not going to be one of these people who is like, starting completely from afresh. And in fact, uh, what I have done and did do for you know whilst I was raid logging, uh, do you know the concept of raid logging, Farley? I obviously don't. I'm- nor does anyone listening so please (laughs) is it when you take the laptop to the toilet (laughs) no it is not um (laughs) that is that is a completely different concept and i wish i was a smarter and more funny witty man to say something like (laughs) (laughs) that's just called wow shiting (laughs) wow shiting (laughs) Okay, um, but yeah, no, um, raid logging, uh, because of uh, the strength of what is called world buffs, and world buffs are things that pop every so often and give the characters a very, very strong boost, but they only yeah. last for a little amount of time. You basically yeah. jump on your character, get the buff, and then you immediately log off. So you don't play your character until you go to the raid, um, which is a bit rubbish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it a what? Yeah, carry on, carry on. So basically, you're waiting to play for raid night. Let's say it's every you know yeah. uh, every Tuesday. You're paying a subscription. Yeah, to not play it, <laughs> so, so that you can play it not... really well <laughs> <laughs> for three hours or, or two hours or uh, whatever. There's, you know. There's... Geniuses at Blizzard, oh my god, paying them not to play. 
well, carry on. The good news is actually is the the world buff meta is completely out for the the Burning Crusade. There is no world buffs there anymore. Well, no, but yeah, there's no raid logging anymore. You play your character, mm-hmm. um, and in between raid logging, I ended up. Um, leveling up an alt as it's called an alternative character mm-hmm. um and i leveled up a warlock and i have decided that that is going to be my new main character going into the burning crusade what race is your warlock human of course yeah i mean the options are human or gnome I could see. Have you never rolled a gnome? No. I could see you as a gnome. Uh, I, I mean, you're supposed to choose gnome because they've got a higher intellect and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Uh, they are the min maxer's choice, but yeah, but I true true to Richie Headcanon, you want to be sub optimizing the class <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> it's. To the the optimization level play against your strengths. Yeah. Oh my god! No 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 no! no. <laughs> you know I've got to find a challenge. I'm Billy Big Balls exactly. here. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did all wow. It was too easy when I went with a no more. Like the the difference between it is, is very very minimal. And um, yeah, I just also I mean part of it is like dressing up my character, and I think mm-hmm. dressing up a gnome. With their weird, tiny, squished-up, um, what's it called, textures, just doesn't look good. So, I was always going to choose a human character for that. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be changing classes. And also, as much as I was banging on about the paladin being the the word I'm looking for. The most iconic class in uh, Classic, I actually think the Warlock is the most iconic class <laughs> in the Burning Crusade. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm living the dream a little bit um, by doing this. <laughs> so what is what is a Warlock? Is it like a, is it like a gay witch? <laughs> uh, is it like a mage? But it's very much like a mage except it is also a pet class uh, so it can use demons and minions more often than not you actually just sacrifice your demons and minions to give yourself a buff um there are lots Um, of like a male witch you could also be a female warlock right yeah yeah of of course i'm playing a female character i I don't play male characters okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we don't. True. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, so they're they're quite iconic. They're also the biggest DPS class in uh, the Burning Crusade. Uh, there's lots of different flavors for the Warlock as well. Um, and I am going. Well, I'm going to go down the destruction path and and see if uh, how I feel playing it. Um, which I'm very, very much looking forward to. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens in the Burning Crusade. Exciting times. Yeah, you're so excited. I can tell. Tony, your voice. 
Right. And I am. These, these are important decisions that you're, you've been yeah, weighing up for a long time. And I have done. That's the thing. It's like I almost had a spreadsheet at one point of what I would lose on the Paladin <laughs> by moving over. <laughs> almost had a spreadsheet. Almost. Almost. Well, now you said it on the podcast, so everyone will think you're a doofus if you go back on your word. Why? Or if you don't play Mano, mostly Mano Warlock. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely meaning the Warlock. That's... Mostly. No, definitely. Definitely mostly meaning a Warlock. I, I, I'm, I'm meaning a Warlock. <laughs> that, that is, that is concrete. But what about when you have to raid log? There will be no raid logging in the Burning Crusade. Just wee wees. <laughs> just, just... <laughs> right, let, let's let's stop this announcement. This fucking half an hour of announcements here in this the, N64. Here, here ends the pre-show announcements. Let's Actually, roll sorry, into the main thing. I've got thing. one more announcement. Christ, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, I've want to just quickly state that this N64 podcast I think yeah. it's going to be split into two okay. <laughs> um, purely because uh, you talk too much Farley part uh, one yeah part one yeah so N64, N64 part, part one. one right okay insert cartridge it, one it's a me Mario insert your memory pack insert now. Mario in you now <laughs> right rumble okay. pack now uh, did, did you want me to do something uh, yeah you suggested this episode so okay right okay shit uh, so right I've, no, we... I've not really played the N64 so it's going to be short <laughs> for fuck's sake I've really just put you off with talking about World of Warcraft haven't I <laughs> you're not motivated for this podcast anymore got a list and everything you got a list okay yeah, okay right I would like, in the vein of our previous podcast, the Amiga yes. Memories and the Game Boy Memories. What episodes yes. are they, Farley? Uh, Amiga <laughs> Memories um, was a great time where we talked. <laughs> it's also our top episode about the Amiga. That was episode twenty-three. Okay, cool. And then episode 41 was the Game Boy. Oh, nice. Cool. And so, uh, yeah, this episode, I wanted to follow that similar vein and talk about the N64 and its games. Um, so, I wanted to chat with you about your earliest memories of the N64. When did you get one and what games did you get with it? Nintendo 64! Um, we got Nintendo 64, I think, when it came out, but it was my, because um, there were three of us, and we were roughly the same age, me, my brother, my sister. Uh, things were kind of divided up, so it was initially my sister's uh, when she got the N64. Um, and it came with Mario 64 and GoldenEye. I can't imagine we would have bought either of those. So okay. Maybe Mario 64. So what I remember about the N64, uh, did did your sister get it for Christmas? Maybe. I can't yeah. remember exactly when she got it. 
so I think the launch of the N64 was around like October, November. And then by Christmas, uh, GoldenEye had come out and it was the Christmas release for the N64. So that, that I mean, because that's my memories of it. But yeah, yeah, sorry. Go on. Um, And that was very good. Uh, but we didn't have many games for it. I, is this still... No, because we, we, we ended up with lots and lots of games for the PlayStation, but the N64 was still kind of like the last of the well, it was SNES and SNES era. So, we, you know, we, <clears throat> we had a SNES, but I think we had maybe five games for it. Um, and we've got a few more from the N64, but what uh, I really got interested in it for was Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2. Ah, oh, yes, of course. And of course, you could uh, plug the thing into it and actually transfer your red, blue, yellow <laughs> Pokemon onto Pokemon Stadium. Yes. Yes, yeah. it came with them. Um, the N64 was quite good. Um, is it? Is it when Nintendo started the ridiculous mountain of plastic rubbish? No, the NES had quite a few plastic yeah, bits and pieces yeah. that had like, Not the to forget the Nintendo scope as well for yeah. this news. <clears throat> but yeah, but the N- so the N64 did come with quite a few. Do you remember there was a there was a microphone that came with I think it was Adama? Uh, wow, there was, no, I did not. <laughs> there was the speaking thing for the Hey You Pikachu. I don't even know if we got that. Um, then, of course, there were the memory packs. There was the rumble packs, which came separately. Uh, yeah. And then the Game Boy adapter, which uh, I can't remember if any other game apart from Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2 ever used it. Um, and we had two copies because we, I think we bought one and two and it came with one and two. And there were some things where... You know, you got extra features if you had your Game Boy yep. plugged in. Ridiculous um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember we played Mario 64, but uh, didn't kind of... Yeah, didn't kind of mega fall in love with it. Oh. I have vague memories of it, and I've, I've you know, played it subsequently. Um, and enjoyed it and remembered all the levels, but yeah, it wasn't... I think I said this before on the, on the podcast as well. I don't know if we romanticise it a little bit, um, but yeah, it didn't have that big like, wow, this is what 3D graphics are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Future. I think, I mean, we touched on it a little bit last week when we were talking about Shadow Man and the polygoniness. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know? There is like, oh my God, it's 3D. And then you're just like, well, yeah. I mean, obviously... 3D must be able to get better than this. You yeah, know? I mean, you know, have oh, you seen Pandemonium? Or to Shinden. <laughs> Battle Arena to Shinden. <laughs> is this a person or is it a spike? I, I don't know. <laughs> why does his? Why is he on his tippy toes all the time? What is going on here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's lots of stuff like that. and, and I mean... You would walk past in arcades things like Virtua Fighter and you'd be like, oh, no way. And then you'd play, you know, ported versions of this. But um, I'm not even going to go down that. Polygons were weird. You knew it when you were playing um, Mario 64 because everything you did would fucking glitch out at some point. You'd walk through a door and for some reason your whole world behind you went black as you would see 
you know you know like you would walk up to a wall and you'd be able to see through it or you'd see like the skeletal face of mario you know <laughs> I, yeah I and famously you know all the i don't know if you've ever watched the speed runs of super mario 64 but some of the exploitation that goes I on know, is nuts, man. so great you know if you face backwards and hop 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 through this wall you basically all through the entire world and hit this star on this level and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you get sucked up the staircase to the very very end <laughs> yeah. and like wow okay yeah. yeah it's fun it's fun and there's a lot of um i think yeah it goes across all the n64 games right there's lots of um i think ocarina of time is equally broken for its for its absolutely yeah. batshit uh exploits that the speedrunners have uncovered um, yeah through, through the ages that just allow you to skip half the game but because you you know. like even half the game there, there's ways for like a young link to actually get to fight ganondorf <laughs> you know that that's like a five minute speed run you know <laughs> um so tell me you you've already mentioned a little bit what are your what are your first memories of the n64 doesn't for me it doesn't really have the same sense of place as like some of the other console launches do it's very strange well, maybe it's because it wasn't really mine but yeah tell me about yours well just before I, I jump on that, I actually want to elaborate on a point that you made, which was you didn't have that many games for the N64, but you had loads for the PlayStation. And that's because there was a gated price point. The cartridges were always so fucking expensive. Like, an N64 game was £60. Easy. Whereas with the PlayStation, on release games were maybe £30, £40. And then before you know it there was a platinum version for 1999 yeah you know but with n64 games they never went down in price they were always that price you know it's like there was there was no cheaper way to manufacture new n64 games there was you're getting a cartridge that is it yeah and maybe there's also the nintendo effect going on where they're very good at making sure that that their stuff doesn't instantly devalue yeah but yeah, I mean, at least with things like uh, uh, the publishing of the PlayStation games on CDs and things like that, because you you could you could just use a CD. Um, it just made manufacturing costs so much cheaper. But with a cartridge, you are buying a full fucking chipset, <laughs> you know, and and plugging that in. But yeah. Um, so you were asking about the first memory. So I got my N64 in release, but uh, it was one of these presents that were for me that was kept hidden away until Christmas. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like I you know, like, Mum, I want this. You know, um, and she got me that, but I wasn't getting it till Christmas. Um, however, did you know you did you know you had it? I, I knew it was somewhere in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I wasn't like weird. weird. Why was Father Christmas storing it in your house? <laughs> He's not real, Farley. <laughs> I said nothing. Let's... <laughs> Carry on. That, that's just brutal. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just. And you just sound back the podcast with <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, cool. Um but you started it. Uh right. 
the N64, um, so yeah, when it came out, I was actually quite uh, privileged, as it were, and I actually got quite a few um, of the release titles. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, when I got it, I wanted Mario 64 with it, but there was an issue with that, so I got Pilot Wings, and then I also got. Because it was coming up to Christmas, I got Goldeneye as well. So I, I was really, really spoiled for choice of having Mario 64. Because uh, eventually it did come back. Uh, there was an issue with shipping or something like that. Then I ended up getting it for Christmas anyway. So I ended up getting Mario 64, Goldeneye and Pilot Wings um, on release. Which was quite cool. Um, and, I mean, considering, you know, I mean, they're not huge games, but they are... They, at the time, they were like the, um, you know, the games to be playing, mm-hmm. you know, versus what was on the, the PlayStation and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I, I spent a lot of time um, on those games, and um, it's actually now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually quite similar to one of the points that you used to make about how you used to treasure games as opposed to just play them and I think I treasured all of those games to the point where I completed all of those games Yeah, you know um, and oh wait a minute I I just remembered as well it wasn't just uh, those three games, I also got um the Shadows of the Empire, the the Star Wars game. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on release as well. So I had, God, I had four games. Cool. Um, yeah, lucky boy. And yeah, so I had um, Shadows of the Empire as well. Um, and yeah, I I just spent a lot of time on those games. Mario sixty four is a hard hard game and as i have mentioned before the reason it's hard is because of shitty camera angles um and very hard jumps but i did billy big balls it and i got the 120 stars on it i have played it many times since and thought oh you know what i could start this afresh and i'll get all 120 uh, <laughs> stars um, and pretty much end up realising that some of those challenges are just so god awful hard because of the camera angles and things like that um, like for instance I've played it uh, an emulated version of it but I've also played the Switch version of it and you just get to a point where you're like oh this is really hard this is just hard um, and and the challenge versus the will to play becomes um, you know what I mean. There's a battle between those two. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I don't remember it being that hard. To, I mean, oh, I remember no. the penguin race being quite difficult. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's that. a bit of a bitch, but you can cheat it as well. You just, yeah, you know, yeah. And then there were a couple of uh, a couple of annoying ones in the ghost house. Um. Some of the ghost house levels, but yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, no, the ghost house was still. That's just down in the basement. Um, like some of those ones where you have to use the flying is is pretty hard. But once you get up to this, the top floor of the mansion where you get into the other 
snow world or when you get into rainbow road or you get into that water world where you actually have to hit the levers to make the world at different um water heights in order to make other rooms and things like that appear it's really really tough um it's cool don't get me wrong i quite like it um but it's always the sand world that kills me um do you know the one dry dry desert or is that the name yeah i mean just when you say like the sand world all i can hear is him going uh there's another one the lava world yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's so horrible you're just bouncing on the yeah and then you bounce again and you go oh god yeah and like even if you manage to land on a platform he still does that running yeah and he'll, he'll like inevitably just end up running and falling off the the, the ledge and like oh no um but it's also it's a weird level because it's also covered in um what's it called uh teleports so it's like you'll just walk to one corner like ready for a jump and then you'll boop boop appear on the other side you know, i don't want to be here and then yeah there's also like yeah that is another level which has a flying hat on it or a flying block which allows you to sort of uh fly but you don't you just know that if you fly you're just gonna fly for like three or four seconds and then land in the lava it's, it's a tough one um and it's hard to sort of keep that motivation going and then of course there's the ones that are underwater which are, are painful to play because you just you just see him sort of grabbing his throat as he's sort of <laughs> drowning um and it's oh it's, that's brutal man yeah uh but yeah um n64 uh, sorry mario 64 despite all that first time through I did play through everything um, and I remember the very last coin that I had to get was an awful coin which was on Rainbow Road and it was actually just collecting the 100 coins that were required for getting the final star because every level you had to get 100 coins and um, yeah that was... Uh, it was brutal because I think there was something like 101 coins in that entire level. On so Rainbow Ride? Rainbow Ride. Yeah, yeah, of course, uh, the Magic Harbor Ride. The Rainbow Road is, God, the the Mario Kart one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rainbow Ride, uh, yeah, that final one was... Uh, it was tough, and uh, quite often that level just met with... I've messed up a jump. Oh, there's me plunging to my death. <laughs> so Mario Galaxy 2 has a lot of those. <clears throat> like once you do a level, um, there are these things called, I think they're called prankster comets. Um, and they'll either be that you have to do the level with one sliver of life, so you can't take a hit. Or oh. <laughs> you have a time limit and you have to collect X number of coins. And, and those ones are difficult because you can't miss them and you know you've got levels where things are turning or flipping or the screen's pushing you along uh yeah i think that's what that's what did me in for trying to 100 percent super mario galaxy 2 for a long long time is trying to get these pranks to comet things uh, but 
did you like how far did you get within the Mario 64 did you just complete it but it just didn't stick with you or yeah I just um I think we you know we sort of played it together as a family um when we first got it and then uh I guess after been out for a while you know definitely had a concerted let's dig out the N64 and then played through it all again and then um I don't know how, because I don't have it. I must have borrowed it from somebody, but I don't know who I would have borrowed it from. It wasn't you. I played the uh, DS uh, re-release where you could play as Wario. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, I never played that one. Yeah. So I've enjoyed it a number of times and, you know, played it all the way through, getting all the stars and catching that annoying bunny X number <laughs> of times. Oh, God, that fucking bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Still running loose in the, the Switch version at the moment, incidentally. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just, just fucking... <laughs> you, know, you know, you have to put aside an evening these days to, to catch bunnies. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, a huge amount of... You know, just as we've been talking about it, lots of the, the uh, soundtrack has been kind of running through my mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, really strong game. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um... Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I think um, all of the time spent playing Mario 64, as much as I may have perhaps not enjoyed it as much as I should have, uh, it still is very much gelled in my memory, and I, I, it, does, uh, it does make me want to play it again, you know, and again, for nostalgia's sake. But I think... Um, I think what bothers me is when I go back to it that I'm no better at it. I think all of the achievement that I made in Mario 64 was through luck and persistence. Yeah. You know, there was no there was no skill involved there. It was just like, <laughs> right, okay, I'm just going to have to do this until I get this jump. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to do this until I get this jump, followed by that next jump. And it was, it was quite forgiving in that respect. No, it was awful. It was... No, like you know, you can't, you, you couldn't game over. Yeah, you could. And be sent back to the beginning. You, know, you could just keep throwing yourself at it until you got it. Well, yeah, you could. You still died, and then you launched the game again, and you had to start from. Um, outside the castle and you had to go back up and climb the stairs and go back to the place where you needed to oh, I just think I've died then oh yeah, Billy Big Balls <laughs> <laughs> I also played it with that, his, with that his hat as well the entire game oh god, that hat man <laughs> I hate that as well it looks so silly <laughs> as if he doesn't look silly already yeah. <laughs> but it does have some I mean it introduced some great uh, Mario enemies that you've seen subsequently so the big thwompy guy who would throw his face down at you the yeah. king bomb man <laughs> king bomb man are they all the enemies some kind of a man <laughs> Uh, oh, pretty much, it is Mario. Everything's got a face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, what else did we get from the N64? I, like, there's weird ones that I remember. I like, uh, you had the pond skater enemies. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, you had the eel as well. I don't know why I'm being drawn to all of the water um, levels right now. But yeah, also, do you not think the power-ups were kind of um, half-hearted in Mario 64? Well, this is it. I don't know if it's, uh, again, in the vaults of Nintendo, there's a uh, true Mario source book in the same same way that there's a... uh, (laughs) The same way there isn't a Resident Evil source book um, uh, or a Pokemon source book. But the 3D ones... I've always played a bit kind of fast and loose with the power-ups. The power-ups are temporary, um, as you'll know, because you've just played through uh, bits of Galaxy. Whereas in the side-scrolling ones, the classic yeah. ones, they're more they're more permanent. So you've got like Until the boulder and the yeah. bee and the drill and the in in '64 it's the flower and the flower the wing hat. Um, the wing hat, the metal Mario, and then the blue yes. phased out Mario, which gets used <laughs> in like I don't know, like three levels or something. Three like levels, that. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know, so I don't know. I don't know if that's part of the the playbook. Is uh, is you know, we won't, we won't build too much around having these specific power ups. I guess it's me just riffing. I'm just riffing, Richie. All right, um, riff, riff away. <laughs> I guess because of the 3D games. It's far harder to, although I guess you can, it's far harder to kind of channel you in a particular direction, right? Whereas in the 2D ones, it's like, oh, you know, we know that there's going to be, we can give them a power up here and we can give them a power up here. Um, whereas because it's perhaps I don't more know, open. like, like in, in, in the SNES version, you could very much just stop and think, right, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get, I'm going to go to the top secret area and I'm going to get my mushrooms. I'm going to get the two feathers and then I'll go to Star World 2 and get my blue Yoshi and then I can continue on. I'm kitted out for this next level. You have that choice. Um, But I don't know. I like the idea of the permanency of of some of those. Especially like um, the ones you used to get in Mario 3, like the Tanuki suit and the... um, the frog suit, which, in my experience, despite attempts to keep it, was always lost within. Oh seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, to make yeah, you know, this particular underwater level uh, easier. It um, is the most heartbreaking thing in the world. You know? it's just like, <laughs> you have to work so hard or be lucky to get one. Or like you uh, would get one from from uh, like uh, one of the mushroom houses on the map, and you would choose yeah. it. You're like, right, okay, I'm going into a flying level. I'm going to use my tanuki suit so that I can do this. And then, like, you you use it, and then almost like instantly, you just hear that do 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 as the suit just flies away. Yeah. And yeah, but then again. <laughs> yeah, so I guess with the, I guess with the, the 3D games, um, you know, kind of just be broken if uh, you get all the way through the levels. And like, oh, now you just can't you just can't progress here because you don't have the uh, you don't have the power up, which is why they dish them out so locally, I guess. Yeah, certainly thinking about Galaxy. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is they do feel slightly weaker. What's it like with uh, Odyssey? Is it the same? Uh, with Odyssey, well, yeah, no, it's completely different with Odyssey yeah. because, yeah, like you have this hat, and depending on how you use it, you can like, I mean, you can do some really fucking crazy skilled up uh, jumps with it. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen people go from one side of a level to another side without 
ever touching the bottom. Yeah, I, yeah. once you practice that um, jump, it's dead easy, and you can replicate it and do it over and over. And it's so cool, like you could just jump on that hot hat and then just get the timing and keep on going. But um, yeah, the the main feature of the hat is, of course, that you can take over other um, what's it called? Um, other objects and other enemies and make them you yeah so you then control them so like famously obviously there's the dinosaur um and yeah. and the first level where you just take him over he gets a mustache you can then sort of control and do things and open things up with odyssey um that permanency exists until pretty much you don't want to be controlling that thing anymore and the See, levels this are is, deciding, yeah this yeah. is the you know that was the clever design solution around the what do we do we've got an open game and if people lose their power-ups and they can't progress it's annoying to have to backtrack to find it yeah let's make everything a power-up yeah yeah i could see that yeah yeah i mean the mind of miyamoto right now are cheap <laughs> i am him Power, power ups everywhere, power point everywhere. Fucking hell! Oh <laughs> god! <laughs> the Microsoft Office Mario collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fucking paperclip. You fling the hat at the paperclip, and it becomes Mario. Oh god! What a weird mashup, Richie. Um, yeah, and that's Mario. Let's talk quickly about the real tea. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which you've forgotten. Forgotten the name. Oh, the name. Power Wings. What's it called? Pilot Wings. Pilot <laughs> Wings. Sixty-four. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been. I was just. You kept whinging on about Mario. I was just itching to talk about Pilot Wings so much <laughs> that it that it popped out my head. I love. It's the only Pilot Wings I've not played. I've played all the other ones, and I love Pilot Wings so hard. Wow, it is. So I am the fucking yin to your yang. It's the only pilot wings that I have played. Between us, we have played all the pilot wings. <laughs> oh dear. Well, actually, no, I I briefly borrowed pilot wings on the snares and yeah. hated it. I didn't like it. Um, oh, no, it's the best one. Really? And uh, the the 3ds one's also very good. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um. Pilot Wings, again, uh, the only thing I can say about it is it's a fucking hard game. Yeah. But it's also, it's really, it's not ADHD friendly as well. Because there's so much to see on that island, or those islands, that you spend your time just trying to find the secrets. Or... <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved about it. Yeah, it's like as soon as you were able to get that infinite jetpack, yeah, where yeah, you could sort of flow around and you could find all these hidden things. You could find that secret picture of like uh, Mario, or go go and find, you know, the N sixty four castle from Mario sixty four, and there's like the N sixty four castle, the N sixty four castle. Fucking hell, Richie. 
but going to find um, all of these um, these secrets just became so much fun. But in order for you to get that infinite jetpack, it was the most grueling, horrible boot camp <laughs> ever. You needed to three star everything. <laughs> that's, that's that's what Pilot Wings is about. Is it's about harsh judgment. <laughs> the SNES version is, um, yeah, it is just brutal, you know. And, okay. and, and again, like what I was saying about what made Mario hard was like, right, I've just got to perfect this jump and jump to the next jump. Oh, I've died again. Now I need to get that perfect jump again and that other perfect jump. You had to do so much perfectly in Pilot Wings. Like, you had to be able to get that rising wind on the hand glider and oh then goodness. make it perfectly through that loop and then get to the next rising uh, tube, which you didn't know where it was or you had to sort of blindly <laughs> turn to, yeah, you know, yeah. and hope that you were in the right direction. <laughs> or in order to find the 19th gust yeah. of wind, and then, you have to have tried the level 18 times, right? Yeah, but the, the worst part was, even if you managed to actually do that so well and you're like, I'm, I'm on track, you then have to land the fucking <laughs> thing. Okay. And you get rated on your landing <laughs> as well. So you can perfect everything. And then you can maybe just go off a little bit to the left when you land. And then you've got like 99. And you're like, oh, I've got two stars for this fucking level. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That is the that is the true spirit of, of, of Pilot Wings is... is just fucking up the landing or, or you know it's everything being perfect you know, yeah i'm le- i'm level um for the ones that have the fuel i've got enough fuel to do it and then just coming and be like oh no i fucked it this is not you know yeah. not a good like, landing you know you know yeah. it's like oh this is not gonna be a good landing <laughs> but i'm still gonna try just in case yeah. you know <laughs> just in case i can pull it off I'm kind of approaching it at like a weird angle and I yeah. know I'm not flat. Oh maybe no, I can... I, I, whenever you sort of actually pull the full analogue stick all the way over to the other <laughs> side to try and correct something, yeah, you know yeah, you know you yeah, fucked up yeah, regardless. Because yeah, then you've overcompensated and I'm not getting you know, your your yeah, your wheels are like parallel to the ground, uh, and you've got meters before uh, you know, you hit the runway. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh god and it is so harsh uh, but then again like y- even if you didn't get the 3 star um, uh, jetpack you would still piss about with your jetpack and you would go around and you would try and find these secrets because you could take pictures as well you know it's all... yeah you could take pictures and you could like take pictures of th- things that you found and as long as you landed somewhere sensible um i think you could um save i actually can't remember hmm i think as long <laughs> i'm also remembering how you died when you were the, the jetpack because you're just this 3d person very ugly looking 3d person again polygon fever going on here yeah. um and really if you ugly. accidentally like hit the side of a mountain or something like that your character like wouldn't flail or have any ragdoll he would just solidly um, just sort of tumble around 
you know, with his legs still stretched out, hitting <laughs> things <laughs> as he would fall down. You're like, uh, but yeah, and they all had their piercing screams as well. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that character select screen is ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, the island's probably ugly as fuck as well. But um, in my rose-tinted memories, it's the most beautiful, wonderful place full of secrets to be, you know? Well, I think I think I could be completely making it up that that was the uh, original inspiration for the Woohoo Island. Um, and uh, at some point, we should definitely do a podcast on the Woohoo Island games because I love, I think, all of them. Uh, yeah. I feel like we've made this promise before. We might have done, but I don't know if we made it on the podcast. Much like your promise to mostly main a warlock. Why has <laughs> become real on the podcast? Not mostly, it, it is. Mostly main, oh, mostly main yeah. a warlock. Um, yeah, because Woohoo Island also had that same, you know, like, uh, even with like Wii Sports Resort, when you're playing the archery game to have a look around and you're see this or find that or on uh, Wii Fit when you're running around and it's very obviously kind of um, related to pilot wings and in fact the DS pilot wings you yeah. fly around with Island yeah yeah great yeah right is that the end of part one I think I think this is a, a fair place to end um our N64 part one uh, on 69 minutes. Nice. <laughs> it should have been 64. We should have okay, ah. cut, cut five minutes from the podcast somewhere. Oh, um, I mean, what, what could we cut? I mean, I did talk <laughs> about <laughs> wow for a long time. How about I, I condense it so that we're just speaking ever so slightly more high pitched? Um. Yeah, but like speed it up incrementally as well. So not don't just slow the. Do you know what slowed it down, Farley? Our chilled out intro. Ah, damn it! Chilled out intro would have been perfect. Sixty four for Nintendo sixty four part one. Coming up next on Nintendo sixty four part two, we'll be talking about Shadows of the Empire. Probably Zelda Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, definitely Pokemon Perfect Dark. Turok. Oh yeah, of course Turok. Cerebral Boar. Pokemon Snap. Uh, we talked about Pokemon Snap. People don't need to know more about it, do they? Yeah. Okay. What's um, the most obscure N64 title you owned? Well, spoilers, the next episode. Uh, <laughs> I have ended up with a couple of Nintendo 64 games and I've got no idea why I have them. One of which <laughs> is Premier League 64. Premier, Premier Manager Premier 64. Manager 64. Yeah. Never touched it. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I don't think was awful, but it's kind of something between Perfect Dark and Goldeneye. Uh, and the Castlevania 64. Ah, okay. No That's idea. Special. Those. Two, and two copies of Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, I mean, you? I... what was your obscurest pull? Um, I mean, I I played quite a few of the weird ones. I remember Wave Race '64. It's not. It's not like the second best-selling Nintendo. 64 Is it? Game. Yeah, I don't think it's up. I think I remember that being quite big. I I I hated it. 
like as a game. Um, but mind you, I probably just chose not to like it because, oh god, I've got to complete Mario 64, Shadows of the Empire, and all of these other games that I got for Christmas. Um, there is a little known game which you may or may not have heard of called Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Um, I was about to ask the three Mortal Kombat games on the N64. <laughs> uh, I didn't play. Oh, did, was that that was Mortal Kombat Four time, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, Mortal Kombat Four, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, and then Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub Zero. Oh, we have, no, we don't talk about mythologies. They were terrible games. And looking at this skews. Oh, none of those came out in Japan. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, let's save that for next. Oh, I think we've already done it. That's nah, it. nah. We, we, <laughs> we were going to talk about it in, in more detail. <laughs> more meaty detail. Um, I want to know more things. Um, but yeah. Uh, that guy's a maniac, Farley. Why'd he bite me? 